Welcome to the Modus Operandi Podcast with your hosts, Alan Miller and Dr. David Overby. Recorded on the 30th of August, 2020, this is episode 209. And now for the show. Hello and welcome to the Modus Operandi podcast. Um, it is the 30th of August, 2020, and I am Alan Miller. As always, I'm joined by my co-host from the uh, coming from the Bad Teacher Studios, the one, the only, Dr. David Overby. Greetings, Alan, and hello to the listener. Um, the listener, I'm sure, is waving at us right now from wherever they're uh, the other end of their headphones at this moment. I can feel the vibrations coming from the future. Oh man, you're totally getting some vibes. Uh, how's uh, how's things going on? And is it good and hot down there? Yeah, this has really been a rancid uh, summer. The entire month of July, hot and sticky. Uh, there were a couple of days last week where it cooled off, but still back to hot and humid. I've been going on runs in the evening, and it is cooler, but it, it still feels humid. And we keep getting these weather forecasts that tell us that things are going to cool off, and it simply does not. We also keep getting these weather forecasts that say we're going to have storms, thunderstorms, and lots of rain, and it might rain for 20 minutes, and then that's it, and it just continues to be cloudy and humid. Yeah, we uh, we kind of had that, except that it, it, uh, it would rain, and then stop, and then rain, and then stop, and then rain, and then stop, but we didn't get much from Laura. I think it went a lot further south than they expected it to, and was a lot more concentrated. Um Considering uh, the 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 swath of damage that it did down on the coast, uh, uh, I think we we kind of got lucky as far as that goes because it it looked looked pretty bad. But it was moving really quickly and just just passed right through. So mostly we got sprinkles from it um, here. Unlike the people on the Gulf Coast, hey, uh, has uh, I think Trump might have said a word about it at at a press conference, but other than that, uh, nothing, uh, not a word. Um, he also hasn't said anything about uh, the the two guys that his uh, supporter uh, murdered with an AR-15 in Washington uh, this last week, but he did send out condolences to the um, guy that got shot there, claiming it, he was shot by Antifa, uh, which is just fucking nonsense. Uh, apparently, he was he was a, a casualty of bullets flying from from Trump supporters that were that were decided to invade the city because none of them are from there um, and to drive their fucking pickup trucks with their big with their American flags and their Trump flags and their uh, God he's trying to foment war he's trying to start a war and we're watching it happen meanwhile the people down on the Gulf Coast uh, I think he declared a state of emergency but he does he's not paying any attention to it whatsoever which may be to their advantage I don't know so you're referring to uh, Portland, where yes. 
Yeah, the, one protester was was killed, according to the reports that I've seen. Yeah, yeah, and a, there weren't a couple of more shot, injured. Um, well, they also, I mean, the, the other day that kid, what's his name, written, written, Kyle uh, Wittenhouse in Kenosha, Wisconsin, walking around with his semi-automatic weapon on public streets, and then carrying a a, a medical bag. Under the pretense that, well, I'm here to uh, help people and to provide medical aid as a 17-year-old. It's like you haven't even gone to college. And even if you had, I mean, that would only make you more stupid, uh, as it does everyone, because our education system is, is a racket. Well, I mean, he's not even a fucking Boy Scout. At least you could trust him to be able to put on a tourniquet. Um he just, you know, his mom fucking drove him there from Illinois. He couldn't even drive himself. Yeah, of course not. His mom drove him there. She's he needs not, his she's mom not, to drive him, but he's taking his semi-automatic go, weapon um, with him? To go protect people, yeah. Um, yeah, she needs to be charged as an accessory to murder. Uh, I mean, I, I don't see how she's not already in jail. Uh, that's just everything about that's wrong. I mean, first of all, you've bought... A, uh, a high-powered semi-automatic rifle to your for a minor. Um, B, you are allowing that minor to then open carry that thing into a a, a city in con- situation. Yeah, a city in conflict w- w- in a state he doesn't. He's not even a resident of. I, I just uh, what kind of what what the fuck is wrong with you? Apparently, there's this whole um, I can't remember what I heard this on. It, it may have been this American Life. No, no, it it wasn't. It was uh, um, I might have been on the media about there's uh this whole culture that's like a YouTube based culture of people that just basically fantasize about how they are going to use their guns to protect their family and protect their community and. You know, and and that's he was a big big into that shit, and of course that's a that that group of people is just a hundred percent Trump heads uh, or maggots or or trumpets or um, dumb fuck right wing nuts. Well, they believe themselves to be part of the Aryan race. Mm-hmm. Their Master calling race. is to be the strong and the superior to kill uh, those who are weak. The other, to kill the other. Not even that's the weak, just kill the other. Right, but I, I mean, the um, the other is always someone that has to have some uh, attribute that is opposite of and inferior to the qualities of oneself. Of course. I mean, these people are fascists, right? And, and fascism is all about fighting and being a fighting people. And the strong beat the weak. Well, they don't just—they don't, they don't just beat the weak; they eliminate the weak. I think that's a really important part of fascism: is you don't just—you don't just like beat them in an election or something like that. You—you—you you, you eliminate them. You kill them and remove them. Disappear them. <coughs> you pull up in uh, unmarked vans and grab them off the street and drive them away. Though oddly enough, we have actually heard from most of the 
people that were snatched so far. I haven't heard any reports of anybody not showing up later. But yeah, it's just total fucking Gestapo tactics. They're just one one step short of just taking people out in the woods and sh- making them dig a hole and then shooting them in the head and filling in the hole on top of them. I mean, we're that we're that close. And I w- I wouldn't be surprised if that hasn't already happened and we just haven't found the the bodies yet. Well, wasn't the first uh, execution in seventeen years? Didn't that happen this past week? Yeah, first federal execution. Yeah, we'd we'd stop doing that completely. I just blood bloodthirsty. They just you know. But at the same time, I mean, this to me doesn't come as any surprise. I mean, America has pridefully been at war for nineteen years. And one of the trademarks of a fascist society is one that is heavily militarized and always wants to be at war. Oh, fuck. 19 years, my ass. America's been at war for all but four years since the fucking Civil War. I mean, that's just the idea that we haven't been at at war ever. I mean, it's that small of an exception. I mean, the exception is not being at war. I mean, I'm. I'm oh, not, I agree. I I'm mean, not I, kidding. It is. There's. It's literally four years that. What that, were the four years? Um, I want to say there was um, a year in between World War One and World War Two where we weren't involved in any open conflict. There was one year in. Uh, and, and these, and I'm talking about hot wars. I want to say there was one in the fifties. There was a year... Korean War, I mean, I was thinking, say, like between 1946 and 1950. There, uh, there may have been one in there, but there were, little, there were little wars that we were involved in in the meantime, in all, in, in, in all those times. And I want, I want to say that there might have been... There was one before the turn of the century, between the Civil War and the turn of the century. I think we had a fairly good stretch there between the Revolutionary War and the Civil War, uh, though we, of course, did, uh, George Washington did start the Seven Years' War, so uh, that was, uh, you know, a world war. On We just didn't call it that. It was a world war. It spanned five continents, and uh, yeah, we started that one. Uh, yay, us. We're number one. But yeah, we're just, and it's, the thing that I, I'm still that's really starting to I mean it's it's always just driven me crazy ever since fucking Reagan was in office, um, but he at least had the excuse of the of the, trying to end the Cold War, but after the Cold War we just kept spending more on military and more on the military, and they're still doing it and it's like if you don't spend more on it, you're somehow weak on defense, and we I mean we spend more than the next five biggest militaries in the world combined there's no fucking reason for it other than graft yeah you know i mean that's that is it it's just there are some extremely rich people that want to get richer and they are the ones that are that are behind shit pulling levers um and they're not even all that far in the background anymore if you know it's the war economy that is supported by both Democrats and Republicans. Now, it's, we were warned. We were warned. Military-industrial complex, it is a thing. And now we've got the prison-industrial complex on top of that. So, 
Throw those two things together with a racist police force, and you got America. That was me throwing three Ks into America. You also have something known as Ogre Fest. Ogre Fest. It's time to hang out with the ogres. The ogres. The ogres. The ogres. It's been a long time since we did that one. I enjoyed uh, seeing that uh, sketch that you drew. I think you should uh, uh, put some coloring in there and uh, put it up on the uh, Modus Operandi 2.0 Facebook page. Yeah, I have to. I have to scan it. I, um, I <clears throat> I'm actually. I may take it and uh, um, uh, sort of sharpen it, and darken it up, and stuff a, a little bit, and uh, um, I might uh, send you a T-shirt. That would be really awesome. Yeah, I've got a. I, I need to order some some just blank white t shirts or or light gray t shirts. One of the two. Anyway, um, I don't. And if you can on the on the back, you should put something like I don't know. Um, nothing good is ever going to happen again. <laughs> um, I think I could do that. Uh, I've got. I don't know how much of that uh, uh, transfer paper I've got. Uh, but if I've got a if I've got enough sheets because I want to I definitely want to make one for myself too. Um, Speaking of, uh, in four seventy six, the Roman Empire collapsed, and the Renaissance didn't begin until the thirteen hundreds. So the way I see it, it's going to be another eight hundred and twenty four years before anything good happens again. <coughs> We're probably not going to live that long. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, from what I can understand, it's it's probably for the best that we don't live that long because um, all indicators are is that the the climate collapse has begun and there's nothing we can do to stop it and we're not going to do anything to stop it, so it doesn't matter anyway because we're not going to do anything to stop it, so it's going to happen. And I'm going to say within a generation, um, there will be nothing resembling um, even this level of society that we have now because it's... There will be such mass, massive um, of, of refugee um, – uh, what's the call? I'm just blah, mass blah. migration. Yes. I mean uh, just of untold proportions because the, uh, the, it, the middle of the earth will become absolutely un, unlivable. Uh, and it's already starting you to mean happen. The equator, not like the core of the Earth. No, the yeah, the equator. People don't and, live and there. It will keep moving out further and further and further away from from the equator, which will get drier and drier and drier. Um, and so, you know, first, first, you know, it's kind of it's the swaths across Africa and stuff. So it won't be here at first, but as um, as you know, the 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 top of South America becomes unbearable and all of mexico um yeah that's their people will be fleeing a lot of them to trying to come here um and then at some point in there it will become untenable to cross the equator in a boat because of the temperatures and probably the weather that will result from these incredibly hot temperatures um, so I don't think it's going to be. I mean, if it's a if it's a whole generation before, um, it's just you know basically uh, uh, worse than Mad Max ever envisioned. Um, I will I'll be surprised personally. 
Well, you know, when you can make life worse than a Mel Gibson movie, that's that is pretty bad. Well, I think that that's what we've managed to do. And it's not even going to take that long. I honestly think it's going to happen in less than a year. Uh, because the the way that this works is that um, the the incremental climate change only lasts so long before, if it isn't reversed, it becomes exponential change. Because the as the ice continues to melt, that both um, makes the surface of the planet hotter and then in turn causes more ice to melt and and this isn't going to just happen at the same slow pace that americans always think everything uh at, at which everything always happens and so we don't really need to worry about it yeah the um i, I don't know if you've heard about this giant ice shelf in uh, antarctica that is um it's melting underneath of it uh, because the 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 waters lower down in the ocean are are, are too warm, Basically, and then there's the permafrost all yeah, throughout, which is Siberia, and, and the permafrost is is releasing releasing methane, uh, uh, methane, methane, which is increasing it. Yeah, it's it's yeah, we are like I said, I, I think we're past the tipping point now. How fast it goes from you know what it is now to just insane um that's that i think will be over like a hundred year period but in the past it's taken thirty thousand years for this to happen you know it didn't happen in you know in basically a lifetime and a half no i don't i don't think that's um you think it'll that, be faster that, that's than that? what the skeptics that's what the climate skeptics would would say right is that well this is just part of the natural cycle all of this has happened in in really the last Let's see, one hundred and and fifty years, basically, since the Industrial Revolution. Yeah, it's it kind of it's, we. It's interesting. We this actually started before uh, the Black Plague, and the Black Plague actually showed um, what just a sudden drop in human activity. It, it there was a it got colder um, for for like. 30 years because just like the the lockdowns in the early part of this year meant you could suddenly see the stars you could see the stars you could breathe better um it you was you could see the mountains it was from 100 miles away it was you cooler could, at night um even even here uh which is a result of the um, and only with two months worth of, of change i mean imagine if you yeah. made that change permanent and comprehensive yeah, it would be fantastic, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, but just, we're not going to do it. We, we got we got to burn more. We got to burn. More, we got well, we got all this oil in the ground. We got to burn it. We got to burn it. Well, but I no, I just I think it's more twisted than that. I, I really do think that Americans depend on the need for for these images from people in the third world in these parts of of Africa that show all of the famine and starvation. They, they thrive on it, right? That's, that's what motivates them to keep working hard and making that money and that America is number one because we aren't like that. And that's just going to be the, you know, humanity's ultimate undoing is, is that um, so much of, of uh, modern culture is based on the insistence that 
half the population has to be suffering and miserable. Yeah. So if you were to make I, these changes yeah. and yeah, I, I I think that I think you're giving Americans much much too much credit. Um, I mean, this is just like basically a. Um, you know, average industrial, and we're, we're, we're just bad because we've got so much room and big roads and all this other shit, so we've got to have the most giant cars in the world. We don't tax anything, so everything's cheap. But uh, uh, it's just, they don't believe that it, can, that it can happen to them, because nothing like it has happened to them. So they just don't, it's just like that, you know, disp- nobody alive, except for a very, very, I mean, there's a handful of people are alive were alive when this pandemic started that that were affected by the first one um and most of them were you know 104 years old or something and they didn't they don't remember what happened they don't remember what it was like so despite the fact that you know some very very smart people um and you know to give them credit the the Obama administration was had a lot of smart people working in it you know, they were like, "We've got a, a, a pandemic is going to happen, so let's 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 game play everything out. Let's figure out what we need to do. Let's set up some, so you know, let, let's give it a, a playbook on what what you do as soon as it sh- as something shows up. Well, blah 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 blah. And then the average American took over and was like, "Why are we spending all this money on this stupid shit?" And just basically threw it away. Um, and that that happens all over the world. It's happened in Brazil. To some degree, it happens throughout. Uh, I mean, Europe's much better than we are about this, but they're still not very good. Um, China, they're not. They're barely paying any attention to it. The only reason they do anything to cut carbon is to save costs. That's the only reason because they know that if they burn less coal, the the people will live longer and can work harder. And that's the only thing that they care about is that they get. Um, increased productivity and more uh, loyalty, etc., um, and that the, you know that it not be f- because the way it was. I mean, it literally it was dangerous to go outside a lot of the time in a lot of Chinese cities. So they're trying to stop that, and it still happens. It doesn't. They're they're not doing it fast enough, um, and it just all over the world. India, India is much much worse. There's there is the levels of pollution throughout India are just staggering. Um, from ancient cars and motors that are that push, you know, those like tricycle things and um, and they're old, yeah, old tractor. Well, now there's a name for them. It's it's a something draw or something that it's just like a. Um, there's it's kind of like a rickshaw, but it's a you know it's like a two sit like a basically a big uh, lawnmower engine with a couple of wheels. Then they they pull the pull the back the rickshaw part around with that but it's all um, from a globalized economy that's yeah ultimately and it's, and it's driven just by we're doing we're doing nothing to make system. it to make it easy for this shit to happen you know because everything's got to be capitalist you got to make a profit off of it or it really it's not worth our time and w- here what ends up happening is is that that famine happens, and it's oh, it's because they're poor and and oh, they've got a drought that's exceptional, and it's they people just refuse to acknowledge that what's happening and of course the thing also that doesn't help with the famines in africa and stuff is that we've been seeing that on our television since the 60s um you know the late 60s is when they started doing those ad campaigns where you know uh, you know just a dollar from you will give 50 cattle to this you know to these people 
Um, and, you know, so Americans, to feel good, they, they send off $5 or whatever. But, you know, you can't say, you know, to make sure to help stop these droughts from happening, happening in South Africa, um, you should uh, uh, get an electric car, do a lot less travel, work more from home um, and consume less. Uh, no, you can't. No, no, that's just that's an absolute non-starter. And that's that's true, I think, for, for most most middle class Americans are, are one of the absolute worst of it. But throughout the world, that are that kind of sort of like, you know, not that well educated, um, um, got some money to spend. Well, you spend it on creature comforts and a bigger car, and a, you don't spend it on you know making your house uh, carbon zero or 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 any of the other kind of things that could stop the end of the world because they don't believe the end of the world is coming. Or maybe they believe it's coming, but it's coming. From a it's coming. Standpoint. It's coming really a long time in the future. You know, it'll be several generations. We'll we'll come up with the technology to fix it. And it's like no, your your children are fucked. I mean, there's just if you've got newly born children, they are going to be living in a hellscape by the time they're forty or fifty, if they make it that far. And and that's just. You know, I mean that that seems to me look, those are the those are the more the more severe projections that are coming out of the climate uh, community, and the more severe uh, predictions have been more right than the conservative ones. You know, I mean we are seeing the weather now. We just had three hurricanes at once one in the pacific no no i'm sorry there were four there were two in the pacific and two in the atlantic and the two in the pacific i think just went in a circle until they wore themselves out but you know the two in the um in the caribbean you know one of them became a tropical storm which dumped a shit ton of rain and then right behind it was a fucking category four landfall it's the most powerful hurricane ever recorded at landfall. And there are more coming. And and it's just like, oh, you know, well, this right. is it's just natural. It's like, no, it's not. We're warming up the oceans. The oceans are making these things more powerful and they're making more of them. That's climate change, and it's because we can't fucking stop driving giant pickup trucks. Well, but it's also because I, I really do think that um, most Americans want this to happen because they see it as uh, other people suffering, which is absolutely essential to their sense of self-worth and self-esteem. No, I mean, if they if they I, I just I don't even think that most Americans believe it's a thing or, or it even crosses their mind. Because if they if they if they did know what it was, they definitely wouldn't want it to happen because it's not just going to happen to them, you know. And the thing is, is it's happening to us right now. There you mean are, it's not there just going to happen to to the other person. Yeah, to the other, it's going to happen to us, and it's going to happen to us bigly. I mean, we're already seeing, you know, ex- but, but they, excessive. But they still ex- believe it has to happen to to someone, and I think that they believe. Nah, that I, since you're giving them way too much credit for thought. Well, no, I'm I'm really not. I mean, look at the way that this the the term socialism caused Bernie Sanders to be completely 
trashed and and his campaign ruined and and sabotaged. I mean, a hit job by Anderson Cooper that would have made Fox News proud, calling him Fidel Castro. Anderson Cooper damn well knows that's not why Bernie Sanders wants to be president, to turn America into Cuba. (coughs) Um, So, no, I think think Americans, um, they definitely cling to these ideas. I mean, the whole... I, I just the whole credibility I, I, I of, of the of, of the American version of the free market is that the is that the market is a barometer of morality, and that some people are better than others. So the market is what tells us who the good people are, who are the smart people, the hardworking people with a work ethic who work hard to do hard work and to get out and work hard because they work, and then you have these other people that are lazy and they want to live off the government. And uh, they they don't work hard. Well, and, see, uh, I, I think that you're, and, and that's you're, why those you, people should be poor. You're conflating. I think you're conflating two things uh, you, because I do believe there is a great deal of that sort of punitive feeling as far as uh, you know your 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 average sort of white middle class dimwit. That you know that that oh they're they're not working because they're lazy, not because they can't find a job or you know, there's something wrong where they can't actually work. You know, that can't possibly be true. They're just lazy. Um, as opposed to the climate change thing, which is, like I said, I really seriously think that they none of them give it that much thought. They avoid thinking about it at all. And they really have no concept of what it is. I mean, if they if they have these ideas about about uh, morality and economics. Yeah, they don't talk about climate change at the at at your at your average church. I mean, they don't. Because that means God isn't, you know, somehow we're we're the ones powerful enough to change things. It's not, you know, we can't pray to God and have it stop. Or they are saying Americans have other ways of of, uh, other communities where they no, no, most no, ideas most, other, most other than church. 80, 80% of Americans are, are church people, and it takes that kind of... of How the, many? The, uh, 80% are, are, are I, Christian. I agree, I, and, and I think that, uh, that it's like about 99% are closet uh, fundamentalist Christians. But it ta- of those. It takes that mindset to, to, to not... Don't you think that climate change has been... In the news a lot. I mean, to give our no, corporate right wing no, media credit. No, no, it, it's no. It's considering the problem it's been and how long. It, it, no, it's it's pitiful. Um, hey, listen, we, I, I think you're about to run out of time. Um, I need to put some water in my glass. So uh, we'll be right back after whatever this message is and we'll get right in on this. Sexy Nights. What COVID lockdowns all about? Yeah, sexy. But sometimes sexy COVID times lead to little, little oopsies. oopsies. Well, when you've got a little oopsie on your hands, reach for the Mopod brand tactical abortion pistol. It's quick. It's loud. And its fetus hunting ammunition will take care of your little oopsie before you can say, Make my day. Mopod brand tactical abortion pistol. Get yours today. 
So one of the indications of uh, uh, and and plus, God, what a great product that was that we just tried to sell to people. Um, please buy it, um, but you can also just donate money to us. I'm pretty sure there's a donate button uh, at uh, uh, psychicreform.com slash mopod. Uh, but yeah, the the as far as news coverage goes, uh, just think about it in the history of presidential debates since climate change, you know, was sort of named as a big looming problem and a you know a future disaster that is on its way towards us. There's been a grand total of one fucking question asked about it at presidential debates, and that was this last time, once, one time, um, and. That tells you what the news media is concentrating on, because well, climate sure, change but, is way down the list. And but, as far but, as well, ima- all I'm saying, though, is is that um, I mean, what's the explanation for this? Is it because people don't actually know that climate change is a serious issue, or is it like I'm saying that Americans need to see suffering? They need to see widespread suffering, and so they they want it to happen. And the reason I just don't believe that that, uh, climate change anymore can be some obscure or secondary issue is Greta Thunberg. She was named Person of the Year by Time magazine. Everybody knows who Greta Thunberg was. And if it was really the case that climate change just was something that was not on people's mind... Um, she would have never had any, uh, she would never have stuck or had any endurance as a popular figure in the media. And she's incredibly popular. Except, so I think Americans know what's for, going on. Except I think that for, they understand the bait. What's that? Except for the media that 38 to 45% of Americans watch. Fox, no, even, Fox, even Fox News, News knows who Greta Thunberg yeah, and is. They, they, and they belittle her at every turn. Right. That's exactly what I'm saying. That is exactly what so, I'm saying. There's a difference between there's a difference between not knowing the issue exists and knowing the issue exists and deliberately framing it in such a way as that it will perpetuate the uh, the, the suffering. That that climate change is causing. No, you're giving them way too much credit. They they literally don't believe it. They think that she's lying. She thinks they think that she is being um, is just a puppet of whatever the climate change billionaires are. Um, I mean, they literally that shit comes out. You know, it's like she's being backed by the by you know George Soros or whatever the fuck, um, and he's got some sort of agenda. That is that is going to take away your rights and and that's that's what they're feeding them. That's what they, they are inoculated fed in her mass. against smallpox, and so there's a microchip in her brain, and the microchip <laughs> is telling her that climate change is a problem. You know that I, we we went over that last time, and I just still can't that that. But I still microchip think thing no. Just, think about it, it's it's con, it's consistent, right? I mean, the you you have to you have to mock and humiliate people you don't like. They don't like Greta Thunberg because she is unusual she's an intellect and she's uh eccentric she's not just your typical teenager that wants to wear a lot of makeup and go to the tanning booth and be popular right she has uh she has a highly advanced brain uh an exceptionally uh articulate way of being able to discuss uh, a significant problem 
so there's a, there's a consistent um, motivation, which is you make other people suffer. You you belittle and ridicule Greta Thunberg and people like her, and at the same time, you guarantee that you're going to see this widespread suffering. They definitely want it to happen. I mean, it's this, it's the same thing with being at war all the time. There is no way not to know that people suffer when you have a war. I mean, that's the whole point, is you celebrate shock and awe, these images of neighborhoods being blown up and you know dead bodies being pulled from the rubble and all of these Arab people you know, uh, grieving, right? And you celebrate that. The suffering must happen, right? And, and, so, and that's what makes me feel good about myself is that that other person is suffering, that other person is, is getting her ass handed to her. So I think if you're talking about the more uh, complex aspects of, of climate change, like really being able to articulate the dynamics of it, I'll agree with you that most Americans don't have a facility with that. But the basic idea that carbon emissions are creating a greenhouse effect and that's driving the that's making the planet get warmer, I think I think everybody understands that and they oh, know no, what's going I, on. I completely disagree and they with get you. Off on I completely it. disagree with you. I it's uh, like, there's it's like are, not wearing a mask. You there's know, my a huge portion of people that don't I believe it's happening. And you can't stop me. And I can use as much fossil fuel energy and pollute and you can't stop me because freedom. Well, Just like I'm no, not going to wear a mask because you can't make me because freedom. So I can, and it's and again, it's the same thing. I'm going to perpetuate climate change and cause suffering. I'm going to spread a virus and cause people to suffer. They, you're, they literally are are telling themselves that it is not true, and that by trying to make them do something that, to fight something that, that doesn't exist. True. I don't. I really think they can. They've convinced themselves of that because they, you know, the fact that people, until they are deathly ill, people don't believe that COVID is real. To convince themselves that something is not true, it goes know with that the, the thing is it true. It goes with the territory of cognitive dissonance. These people have been living with cognitive dissonance for years because they believe shit that is just how many untrue. people out there have a drinking problem. And are always telling themselves, I don't have a drinking problem. Probably everybody that's got a Just drinking problem. Just about all of them. But they know they have a drinking problem. Of course they do. It's like, I don't, why are I, you drunk all the time? I don't why are you think, hung over all the time? How come you're losing friends and you're blacking you're, out? And, okay, you're, 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 you're making my point for me. Because it's until they, just, until they realize that they're wrong, they believe that they are right. And that's no, that's what's happening to with themselves, these people. and they know what they're doing. I don't think they do. I I, is, I don't think any psychiatrist would agree with you on that. That they know that that's what they're doing. No, they know what they're doing because it, they're it's it's a way that they can justify to themselves that they can continue to drink. They which live is what they but, want to do. But th- th- what's worse with this group of people, and it, there, a little bit of it is is in that too. It's it's. People that are, that have drinking problems, a lot of times it's other people's fault that, that this shit is happening. It's never theirs. They're they're looking for something, but they un, until it is turned around and pointed to them, they don't recognize it. And that's just how humanity works. 
And these people that, that deny climate change and deny the virus and deny vaccines, etc., um, are they they don't have anything to disprove what they're saying because they haven't gotten sick yet. But they they because they don't believe it, and it's easy for them to not believe this is true, despite the fact that I mean the evidence is overwhelming. It, you just can't you just lay out the evidence. And they'll always – oop, just knocked over the microphone you're listening to me on. Uh, the um, – uh, fuck it. Uh, the uh, – what, what, I'm where, with you. Where was I? Where was I? You got it. I, I knocked over this you, microphone. You lay out the evidence for them, and they yeah, yeah. are determined. It's, it's, a, it's a vast amount of it, but because they've been they, – they believe this thing that is completely counter to what they're hearing – Cognitive dissonance forces them to 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 say what they're being told is false, so that they don't have to recognize that they're wrong, and they're trained for this by going to church. That's the first part of it. Going to church, especially like evangelical, um, the kind of right wing churches, they tell you shit from up there all the time that the world around you disproves all the time but yes, you're but the, supposed but you're to believe what they say so you, ha- because you the have whole to motivation live. for going to these churches is the is to is to buy into this divide between good and evil the good people and the bad people it gets back to that moral framing of how life has to be i go to this church and that proves i'm one of the good people that means it's okay that all of these other people suffer and they have to be miserable and they have to be punished why because they're not like i am they're not a part of my herd it isn't a a cognitive or intellectual uh, deficit that gets these people to behave the way that they do it's the fact that they're insulated by being part of a majority because there are so many other people that keep telling themselves the same thing no climate change isn't true um, people who don't go to my church are are bad and immoral, and so the right thing to do is to punish them. But they're, the they're whole point not. of them they're, telling themselves this over and over again is that they know that it's bullshit. That's why they have to keep beating it into one they're, another. They're not in the minor the majority though. The, this this you group just said eighty percent of Americans are go to Christian. these churches. Yes, but the ones that then take that cognitive dissonance and move into conspiracy theories and and disease denial and climate change denial and all the other conspiracy, is a conspiracy bullshit. Theory. This is true, but that group that that takes that that big leap is like thirty percent or so of the American population, which is way too much. But, 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 but if that's true, Alan, then you're saying that 70% of Americans acknowledge that climate change is real and think that we should have to do something about it. And this it's is more true. like 0.002%. No, this is completely untrue. For, for, uh, for a fairly large group of people, it is, what, it is in the like, top four most important things to deal with right now. But there's a percentage where it is not in, listed at all because they don't believe it's a thing. And there's also, you know, it's not that odd of a Venn diagram. It looks more like a circle than a, than, a, than intersecting circles. The group of people that thinks that COVID isn't real, 
that it's just a hoax and that it's just a flu, etc., and that that all these people aren't dying. And they believe it. They believe it, and they'll swear on it. They'll make up shit and and find weird YouTube videos to tell you prove that they're right because they can't stand that. They cannot stand to to admit that there's even the possibility that what they already believe is wrong. Now you that know, I agree with you on that it's 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 about ego and status and that they have to be above. And it also is uh, is emotionally painful to admit that you're wrong. I agree with that so, too. So that's, they're, that's they're, the they're, whole point. They're that they, avoiding they self-punishment. They're wrong. It's just like the the person with the drinking problem knows that they're wrong, but they won't deal with that pain, and so they have to push the pain onto someone else. The other person must suffer. Like the idea that, gee, how about none of us suffer? None of us have to live in starvation and in a, a desolate barren landscape that has become uh, an uninhabitable planet because of climate change. No. Those other people have to suffer, and I don't. That's the only way that I know that I'm great. It's egomania. Uh, I, I think that we're, we'll just keep going in circles with this, so uh, uh, let's get back to... I wouldn't to, necessarily say that we've been going in circles. I think we've been going up a spiral staircase on that one. <laughs> Um, but two, two that are two, two so right next to each other, kind of like DNA, you know, the double helix going up. Do you think that the two days that the NBA players uh, went on strike, and I think Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was right that it was a strike, not a boycott, because it wasn't withholding your money, it was withholding your, your labor, it was a strike. The, the, the two-day strike during the playoffs, which resumed uh, yesterday, I, I believe, uh, do you think that that was enough, or do you think that we're just seeing more of the same where it's all talk and no action of any substance or consequence? I really don't know. Because, uh, uh, I, I, you know, I could. Here's what I do know is that, that what happened with, the, um, with basketball and with baseball definitely reached outside of the sports. Maniac, maniac type community, the the ones that just really can't live without it. Um, <coughs> uh, I I mean, on Twitter, uh, there's you know, the, people were, you know, hey, look, look, here's here's what this happened, here here this happened, here this happened, and I don't see sports stuff. That's not the kind of I, I just don't, you know, I I, I subscribe to. Um, practical r- journalists, you know, um, a lot of those um, worldwide news organizations, uh, a lot of comedians, um, and and just people that I that I find funny and, and witty uh, if I stumble onto them, uh, and I, I just don't, I never hear anything about sports unless it's somehow sort of politically um, uh, connected. Usually, or just some sort of amazing thing that's happened in sports, you know that because people people will marvel at somebody doing some you know incredible move that no one's done before, um, or that no one's ever done as well as they just did, you know, like uh, one of these basketball players the doing Euro some step. sort of insane you know leap over three people to doing a ba- you know while flipping over backwards and getting a dunk in their feet. Well, going you're thinking up about the slam dunk contest, but. 
Or or no, that no, I'm talking about like in a real game. Though that they would I would might see something like that, one of those contests, but that's just that would be like those, you know, f- stupid animal trick uh videos that show up all the time. But this was I everywhere. I mean, uh, and I I really thought that the was it the Braves versus the what was the game where the where both both uh, teams stood and held their hats up and then walked off the field and they covered up the home plate with a Black Lives Matter t-shirt. That was the Milwaukee Braves and who? Uh, that uh, would have been the Milwaukee Brewers. The Brewers. Because this all happened in Wisconsin. And uh, I'm not sure who the opponent was. Uh, the, I mean, yes. I mean, you're, the Reds? you're describing what the Reds. happened accurately. But the, my question is, or I'll even skip the question part again i think it's it was really turned out to be insignificant especially with the nba players and i'm not trying to sound uh like a like a a bigot or a prejudiced person here but i mean let's face it i mean most of the nba is black and and basketball does tend to be a black game when you watch major division one college basketball games and nba Games, uh, you're not mainly looking at white people, right? That tends to be more what happens when you're watching golf or tennis. This is true. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Oh yeah. There's so. I mean, but but the idea is there a black male tennis player right now on the circuit? Is is this is that uh, at first both the Los Angeles Lakers, led by LeBron James, and the Los Angeles Clippers, said that they were going to. Uh, as they put it, boycott the rest of the season. It wasn't just going to be, we're not going to play today or tomorrow. We're done. When I first saw that, I thought, well, you know, that would actually be pretty powerful because if those two teams say we're not going to play anymore, it shuts down the whole playoffs. And it certainly is a would have been, uh, had a, had an impact because the best player in the game and the big, um, marketing king of of the basketball world is LeBron James of the Lakers. So you would have had him saying that he's not gonna he's not gonna play. But um, but then very quickly when I looked to corroborate that story, other sources were saying that it was really just something that the uh, Lakers and Clippers were saying, but they hadn't actually voted on it and made it official. And then by the next day, they were saying that this was not going to happen, that the Lakers and Clippers were going to agree to resume playing, and so the playoffs were going to kick back in. And so I just tend to think that this is yet another example of trash talk, that it, it didn't accomplish anything. I mean, it, it, uh, it, was, a, it was a temporary cathartic moment that, that felt good, but there isn't any substance to it. Because in the end, it's just, you know, these are basketball players. They want to play basketball. The owners want them to play basketball. The fans want them to play basketball. And so that's what they did. Well, the least we can say is the Black Lives Matter protests continue. Um, and continue, well, they, they continue do, in the face of the violence uh, uh, being brought against them. by. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm 100% supportive of, the, uh, of these uh, protests. Oh, and, and by the way, I mean, have you have you seen anything uh, about uh, what's been going on uh, 
in uh, in Callaway County with the Callaway County Courthouse and the uh, Robert E. Lee statue with a water fountain that says uh, "Whites Only" and and the uh, actually some uh, some real protesting uh, going on there. I mean, people by the hundreds went from the uh, Murray State campus to the to the court square, and then of course there were. There was a it was a noticeably smaller contingent of people who were, as it were, guarding the statue. With yeah, uh, I saw your pictures. The guy rebel the, with and, the rebel and flags and the rebel and American flags uh, uh, together. Um, any thoughts on that? I'm glad to see the first part and sad to see the second part. Uh, not surprised by the second part. Slightly surprised by the first part. Yeah, I'm, I'm slightly surprised by, by the first part, but but here's a, an observation. You can tell me what you think about it. Is um, it's easy to be against the prejudice of 200 years ago? I think it takes a lot more insight and courage to be against the the prejudice of the present day. And I'm wondering how many of these uh, protesters, uh, for example. Uh, want to see an end to the war on drugs, or who want to see a basic universal income, or who would be um, who would acknowledge that we basically should be shutting down American universities altogether because they are rackets and they're really not necessary for anyone except people who are going to be scientists. Uh, okay. Uh- uh, the uh, there was the last part I don't agree with, but uh, um, because I I do think that uh, there are an awful lot of um, academics that that are in the liberal arts that you can't really achieve that level without that kind of uh, organized study. Um, and I mean, it's helpful for artists and fine artists, etc., to to have those kind of schools uh, available. Uh, but well, I'm not, I don't but, deny that. But, but I mean, but, the- but but I think that the vast majority of American workers um, really don't need a fucking four year college degree at all of any kind. I mean, they they should there should be training for them. Um, they probably should have some kind of humanities just to learn a little bit about the world. I mean, they the, even even the. The way they the can't do that when they're in middle school and the, high school. The, um, we're horrible at that. Are you kidding? We're making these kids run through fucking tests all the time. I mean, yes, well, sure, we, that sh- would we be should another be. Thing that needs to be changed. <clears throat> yeah, well, I. But I do think that you're you're actually wrong about the protesters. I think almost all of them would agree with all those points you brought up, because they're a tiny. Hmm. I mean, like you said, there are a few hundred people. Well, there's there's how many of hundred hundred and fifty thousand people in Callaway County when Murray State's in in session. Um, they're a little little tiny minority of extra smart people that are very aware of what's going on, which is why well, they're a, out there. That's uh, that's probably a. Uh, I think you're, you're probably right about that. I hadn't I hadn't thought about it. Yeah, um, I mean, most of them probably were hardcore Bernie Sanders supporters too, including the older people that are there. Um, I mean, my my uh, my folks they 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 saw Bernie Sanders the first time on television and written him a check every time he's been on TV since then. Um, so uh, you know, that, you know, smart people know know smart. Uh, here's politics. an interesting thing. Of course, my um, folks also give money to the Democratic Party. So uh, when I when I when I went uh, when I went downtown on on Friday to to do some uh, firsthand photojournalism of these protests, 
And by the way, I want the listener to know that um, I made it a point to uh, social distance. I didn't really get close to anyone. Um, I zoomed in with my uh, phone camera to take these pictures, and I was wearing a mask, and I did not stay that long. But the um, the the protesters who want the uh, the Robert E. Lee statue to go uh, far outnumbered the people who were there to protect the the statue. But in, but in terms of age, here's something interesting: the the protesters that wanted the Robert E. Lee statue to come down, almost all of them were younger. Now I would attribute a lot of that to COVID, right? That the that you know older people are more at risk. Yep. And so they're going to just stay at home. So I, I wouldn't say yeah, I wouldn't we, we say, are much more worried about this than they are. Right. Um, and uh, now that's not to say that the younger people aren't worried about it, but they feel that uh, based on what they've heard, um, that their risk is, is pretty considerably low that they're going to have anything severe or bad happen uh, to them. And, and um, also being outside. Um, Be, and being outside, be, being outside is is apparent is very 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 much safer than you. But if the, you put the same number of people that are were standing around that um, about around that square, most of uh, there will probably be fine, especially if they were wearing masks. If you put half that number into a, a building that size, um, even with masks, it would be really bad uh, because there's no sunlight, um, there's no fresh air blowing around. There's not there's not this constant open air system. Yeah, constant replacement of the air that's in front of your face with other air, which happens when you are standing outside. <coughs> Even when it feels very still, the air is still moving. Um, and uh, but but yeah, I, I there's a lot of false equivalency going on with these, um, uh, especially the right wingers. You know, saying that you know why aren't these pro- why aren't you worried about these protesters? It's like well, we are. Um, and apparent, but it appears that this is not where the way that breakouts occur. Um, what you guys are doing, which is stuffing people into stadiums and having them not wear masks and sit close to each other, um, that's exactly what does cause this shit to spread. That's why we're worried about that. It's just, um, hey, we're coming up on, an, I think, another point where we need to stop for you to uh, All right. to recover your recording, and I need more water again. So um, I don't know. Sh- I, I don't know if this is another apology um, um, commercial. Um, we've been uh, a couple of our products uh, that we're selling um, have uh, have had issues, and um, they are being sorted out. Um, but uh, the the manufacturers have uh, have given us a uh, some apology. Um, I don't know public a service announcements. Maybe you could call them to. Uh, to put in here um, in place of uh, the normal uh, advertisements. Uh, though I, it is kind of suspicious. They still seem to be trying to sell you the product, even though they're telling you it could be dangerous. Uh, so uh, we'll be right back after this. The following message comes from Robo Liquor Incorporated. To our thousands of loyal and very satisfied customers. We here at Robo Liquor Incorporated apologize for the recent issues with our controller app. 
Russian hackers took control of all Robo Liquor 2020s for a brief period of five days last month. You may have noticed your phone heating up as you use the patented Robo Liquor 2020 and odd behavior from your Robo Liquor 2020, such as leaving the toilet, coming into your living room, and changing the channel to OANN or Fox News. We would like to reassure you, our value customers, that with our most recent version of the app, your Robo Liquor 2020 no longer sends all your personal data to shady Russian hacker farms in Siberia and does not and will never again send a constant stream of both of your phone's cameras to the same hacker farms. Despite these initial flaws in the app, we thank all of our users who refused to part with their RoboLicker 2020 and openly blocked intelligence officers from confiscating their RoboLicker 2020s. They're that good. So remember, your RoboLicker 2020 no longer spies on you and will continue to give you the deep satisfaction that only comes from getting your anus licked clean as a whistle. Just ask any RoboLicker 2020 owner if you can get them to come out of the bathroom. RoboLicker 2020. It's not spying on you anymore. Dave, I went camping last weekend. Uh, we went to, uh, of, of all places, Penny Ralph, uh State Resort Park. I... I kind of thought it was a lot closer to to here than it was. I mean, we almost went to Murray, um, and it was okay. But I I now remember um, how bad West Kentucky summers are because yeah. the 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 humidity is always stupid high, and it was not as bad there as it is. Over in Callaway County, where 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 you are, or, or where your mom is, and where my folks are, um, and I it just I want to say it was like ninety six degrees, and the humidity was eighty nine or something insane like that. Sounds uh, like a great time to go camping. Yeah, and it's I mean it was well we woke up super early and went to bed pretty early, and it it did it was nice and cool at night, which is not necessarily true in West Kentucky for sure, uh, in in the Jackson Purchase area. Um, but uh, was not it was a lot cooler at night um, where we were. I think a little higher altitude than the Callaway County too. But uh, um, it uh, I went for a run um, Sunday morning. I think it was. Um, I was just like, well, I'm going to, there's a trail that I can pick up right near the campsite and it's a horse trail and it leads to the other trail. So I'll run down it and then I'll turn on to, I'll turn right onto, um, a trail that will run on this side of the lake. And then I'll come back around and run back up to the camp. And I thought, oh, this will be, it looked like it would be about man, two and a half, three miles, you know, be a nice little morning run. Um, I think I ended up running about five and a half or six miles because <laughs> I ran all the way around the backside of the lake. Um, the paths are not marked very well. And um, and after just doing this basically crazy dance down this horse, this just slop that was uh, basically the horse trail went down um, sort of a, a half stream, you know, where water drains down when it rains real hard. 
Um, so it's just this, like, basically, l- luckily it has stabilized a bit uh, since the last time horses had run through it. So I was able to sort of jump onto big high mounds that were in between the deep ruts of the the footsteps sometimes. But, uh, God damn, just so much work. And then I finally get down, and I, I'm running along, and, and there's a, okay, uh, trail, you know, horse trails, it says, to the left. And then it said other trails to the right. And I was like, oh, here it is. This This will take me across the front of the lake. And apparently at that point, I was already a little bit behind the lake. Um, the turn off to the right that would have taken me around the, the campsite was just uh, just unused, basically. Um, we tried to f- pick up that trail starting from the the parking lot, and it just vanishes. Um, um, and So anyway, I end up running around the backside of this thing. Um, and the end of the run, after... Uh, because I didn't realize there was just a, a little path I could have run a little bit further and walked on or r- run up to, went across the dam um, after climbing down a, a rock face to get to it, um, and then up these, I don't know, 120, 130 feet of stairs, um, ran around this uh, the lodge that they have there, and then was like, well, if I go up to the end of this road... And take a right, that's where the campsite is. So I, I'll be back. I'd realize by that point I'd run all the way around the lake. That hill, I'm going to say, goes up 400 feet and steep enough to where in the wintertime, I sincerely doubt you could make it up and down it without chains. Um, and uh, I tried to jog up it. I A lot of it was walking. Uh, but I did jog now and then because it was real steep. And... Uh, I my legs have never hurt me that as badly as that because then we went on a, like a couple of mile walk later that evening. Uh, the next day, I I have never had my legs hurt that bad. My both my thighs and my hamstrings were just it felt like somebody had been using them for punching practice. Well, that meant that you went on a good run, and it was good for your body that you ran a path that was uh, that your body wasn't used to. Oh, I, I, I love going. I actually try to never run the same uh, same path uh, more than once every third week or so. Um, there's a great one through the woods around here. I try to do it about once every other week um, along the along the riverbank. It's dude. Did, did you ever spend any time down in Portland when you were here in Louisville? No, I I, I didn't. There's it, like Shawnee Park, you know, it's a golf course, but the rest of it was like used to be an amusement park. So there's all these sort of like weird leftover bits of, of stone and foundation and stuff. But, but uh, kind of a nice park. Uh, but uh, there's this whole long stretch along the river that that uh, um, is kind of just the woods. Um, it's very cool. It's it's just, I mean, on my bicycle, it takes me maybe ten minutes to get from here to to where I am. Out of sight of anything but the river, um, and and this well, and now the I stuff do, on the I other do side. know about the stretch. Let's see. I think it, this picks up just a little bit west of downtown, where there's a dirt path that'll take you right along the river. And that you can, that is now paved um, all the way. You, it's called the Louisville Loop. Um, yeah, I, I know. I, I know what you're thinking of. It's, it's you it can, is now completely paved. It only stays by the river for. Two or three miles, and then it it veers away from the river, 
and uh, and then you have to get back near where there's traffic, and that's what I think is a real drag. Is everything from you know Bullet County to Oldham County, there should be a trail right parallel next to the river for runners and walkers and bikers. And they don't have that. The uh, uh, what this the Louisville Loop does now. now this has been built since you were here. Um, that it goes down uh, like past the Big Iron Drawbridge, uh, which is very cool. Anyone that's not from Louisville, uh, uh, look it up. It's it's a it's a really neat bridge. Uh, and uh, you you run there alongside of the uh, of the river until uh, the 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 pathway crosses the railroad tracks and then gets up on top of the levee and there's a there's a real good reason for that the uh the railroad track actually runs there's not really enough room for a little while and then there's it it is getting close to the um to the locks there um so this the path then considers continues down the levee past the locks um and goes um to uh oh there's an old mansion that i think for just a minute was a coffee shop that's way down there um uh into portland and you have to go onto a street for just a minute because there's a uh, uh railroad tracks and a bridge there that you can't really um you can't uh, there's just too too much rail yard and stuff to uh to run along the river and then it's supposed to right on the other side of the railroad tracks go up <clears throat> and uh, along the levee, and then down into what's called Portland Wharf Park, and it's a little tiny park. But ever since uh, um, and Abrams was actually doing a lot of work on it, uh, which I, as, as much as I hated that man, he did do a lot with that with that uh, Louisville Loop. Well, Fisher just stopped everything, um, and since they stopped, people have been coming down there and stealing the the uh, ballast stones that they used to line the uh, the sidewalks and. Um, and it just it just has come to a complete stop. But it was going to run through the woods there along the river, which is where I run. I just run where it would go. Um, some of it there is old roadway along there from where from before um, before the the levee system because it's it's definitely on the other side. And they bought all those houses out, and everybody moved. And I I even found a a, a, a paver stone for the with an address on it. Park Place was the name of it, but uh, um, that would run along the edge of Shawnee Park. But that whole area, a big chunk of it, collapsed, and they just stopped working on it. And so now you actually have to go on the road on Northwestern Parkway to the um, to the golf club thing at Shawnee Park, and then the the Louisville Loop. You can you can after, when you're when you're past the golf course, you can take a right, and it, then it continues along the the waterfront and loops all the way. Ends up going yeah, all the way around. Can the city. never get anything right. I mean, it's it's never going to have light rail, which is I think without question the best thing that uh, Louisville could have, or maybe the second best thing. The best thing it could have would be to have um, legal pot shops. Uh, speaking of, the House is set to vote on legalizing marijuana sometime next month according to multiple reports i've seen what do you think about that i i'm first time i've heard of it so it's great um it's i don't the, i don't know what the more chance act it's the marijuana opportunity reform and investment or the investments with an i so the listener's thinking he doesn't know how to spell the word more 
something that starts with with an E, uh, expungement maybe to expunge people's uh, record. Kamala Harris, the vice presidential nominee of the Democratic Party, is the lead sponsor of the bill, along with uh, Jerry Nadler, or as I like to call him, Jerry the Subpoena Nadler, is uh, another one of the big uh, sponsors. Uh, it's, I mean, it's historic in the sense it's the first vote ever to take uh, marijuana off of the Schedule One of uh, the Controlled Substances Act. Of course. Everything about our uh, drug laws and policies uh, have their foundation in Richard Nixon, a uh, president who was forced to resign from from office, and yet Americans still think he's the one to trust uh, when it comes to how we should uh, run our country and, and what kind of freedoms we should grant other individuals in terms to make decisions for themselves about what kind of drugs they, they want to take and for what for what reasons? Well, we um, we we've been using drugs to to uh, lock up minorities since the since the 30s. But um, what Nixon did was turn it into the quote unquote war on drugs. Right. Well, John Ehrlichman, who was a top Nixon aide, admitted uh, after, of course, the Nixon administration that the whole point of um, the whole point of criminalizing uh, marijuana was to associate it with hippies in order to uh, disrupt communities because you can't make being a hippie illegal and you can't make being against the Vietnam War illegal. So they thought, well, let's criminalize uh, marijuana, make a big deal out of it, have a war on, on marijuana. Pretty, and really the sure. war on drugs is the, is the war on marijuana I'm pretty because sure, by though, far that- that's the drug that people use the most. I'm I'm pretty sure that pot was illegal since the 40s, um, but what, well, yes, it became what, illegal in, what, in 1937. What Nixon did was be- Nixon pushed for the uh, prison sentences and and punishments for it to be driven up, and for the cops to start busting white kids for smoking it instead of just the blacks and Mexicans. Right, right. But, I mean, it was already being used to imprison people for long before Nixon. It's just then it became us. It, it became was, amplified, and it became it, – we're going to target everyone it, that we it can. It became white it. people. Uh, you know, that's just – that's that. that it, well, it, all of a sudden it, became, it started to matter. It became white people of of uh, political persuasions that, that the people in power did not like. Yeah, well, that was generally in line with what the black and – and brown people are interested in, which is that they can't have that. They just can't have it. So it, it obviously isn't going to pass the Republican-led Senate with the uh, majority <coughs> leader from Kentucky, Mitch McConnell, who's basically been there since the 1930s. Um, do you think it'll pass the House of Representatives? I'm going to say barely. But Which I, is amazing. I, I'm, I'm gonna. I think it will uh, because I'm just. I think considering the mood, um, a, b, how many, just young, loud progressives have gotten in there and started to really stir shit up and spank people again. Um, I, there's a good. Um, I, you know the in one of the lamentations of the death of John Lewis uh, was that. The 
the Black Caucus used to be sort of the soul of the Democratic Party. They were the ones that would that would just say, no, hold on, you're getting ready to hurt people. We can't do this. And they gradually got subsumed by these sort of the the moderate uh, black voice because they're you know as with with so many people as they get older they become more and more you know moderate and conservative than they were before and so all but you know you still had John Lewis in there cracking a whip um, and so now we've got this new generation of these of these black and brown basically progressives and I've I do believe there's quite a few uh, young white people that are in it, but they're. I think the important thing is the face isn't, you know, some white guys. It's it's AOC and uh, 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 Presley and and Omar. Um, I'm going to be most interested to see how many Democrats in the House vote against it. That's oh, going to be. It'll, it'll be too many. It'll be it'll be enough to just really piss you off, but I do I think there's a I think there's a good chance it will make it through. We'll see. Uh, yeah. You know I I would I would like to see what Pelosi does because she's somebody that should know. She's from fucking California, and you know they already California's proven pretty conclusively uh, that there's that it's better to have it legal. Colorado has proven it definitively that it's better for it to be legal. Um, Colorado is the healthiest state in America. Healthiest state, and and after it was uh, after uh, marijuana was made legal, um, violent crimes went down and, and burglaries went down. So and so did uh, opiate addiction. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, because you know, you've you've got something, you know, and you don't you don't have to scr- you know hope that you can get together forty bucks so that you can get a little bag that might help you out for a day or two you know instead you can you can save up eighty dollars and go get a, a whole ounce of like really killer shit that is going to do exactly what you want it to do and hey what do you know you don't need to go spend ten dollars to to shoot something up that that will take care of that for you know the next eight nine hours it's just such a i mean the fact that marijuana prohibition has persisted for eight years now, since Colorado and Washington State voted to make it legal, is a complete giveaway that Americans do not believe in freedom. Certainly after Canada did this in 2018, that the fact that Americans haven't said, well, if Canada is going to do it, we definitely should do it, because we're supposed to be the land of the free. We're supposed to be the leader of the free world. Well, how can this country right to the north of you, that is not exactly the same as as you are, but pretty close to the same. I mean, other than Quebec, I mean, everybody speaks English and, and same customs and infrastructure and so forth. If Canada is going to do it, how can America turn around and still not do it? Oh, you know, this is kind of great because, oddly enough, it does come back to the cognitive dissonance uh, uh, issue. Uh, there was a, a Kentucky uh, a congressional representative, a black woman, that I saw on TV um, talking about legalizing marijuana. And she just basically quoted the shit that we were told in high school. She's about our age. Like it was still true. The lies that we were told that it it's a gateway drug and then it leads to this and it causes this and... 
There will be more teen pregnancy and all this kind of this fucking debunked horseshit that if she were teaching herself, if she were still learning, that she would have known. But the most Americans stop learning as soon as they can because it's work. And it requires them to change their minds on a regular basis because what you were taught to be true when you were 17 years old, when you're 35 and somebody tells you that's not, we realize that's not true, for a lot of people, they just can't do that. It's just, it's just too much work for their brains to do because they already believe this other thing. And you then... Tell them that that thing is wrong. Well, they're like, no, the thing that I believe is right, which is, you know, results in cognitive dissonance because you can, it doesn't matter how much evidence you put in front of them. They may agree with you for, you know, for two or three hours or so. Give them four days. They will once again believe the thing they were wrong about because that's how the average American brain works. Um, And it's true for liberals. And for conservatives, but conservatives are worse. I mean, why do you have to call it cognitive dissonance? Why can't it just be hate-mongering lies? I mean, the motivation for believing these uh, these uh, arguments in, in defense of marijuana prohibition are totally motivated by the need to make other people suffer and to punish them. That's the problem. They don't want to let go of the fact that... Uh, this other person is worse than me because they do this and I don't. Well, that's the that's, con- that, 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 that's what they can't let go of. Th- that right there is is what is that the, they they really believe that the marijuana is causing these people to be a bad person, even if they're not. Doesn't matter, but it or or that it could therefore. If they've got it, they're probably going to become a bad person, so we have to lock them up so they stop smoking pot. Um, and it's, I, I don't, I, 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 I well, I mean, this is, we've only been uh, uh, disagreeing about this for uh, how many, how many years have we been doing this thing? 15, Ten years. Fifteen, ten. Um, that that I, the desire to see other people suffer is not conscious. I don't disagree a hundred percent that it's not there, but I don't think a single person is going to go. I mean, I know actually, I'll, I'll take that back. There are people that are just like God. I just want to, I want to see them burn. That's what I want to see. But most people are just like you know, yeah. Well, you know, they just have they've made them they've made a mistake and they got to pay the price. And I, you know, and the fact that it is right. ruining they someone's life mistake. is just is I don't just, make mistakes. Yes, yes, I'm better than them. That's what right. the entire that's justice system. That's that's I'm what, better than you are. That's, I can, that's I can why have my martinis. I can drink my beer. Okay, we let, can let have me our let me ask you this Catholic, question. Let me uh, let, let me ask you this question. So the the person that thinks that we need to lock them up because they they they're bad, they're worse than I am. Um, what about the person who says uh, they've this person who's doing this thing? Uh, we need to help them stop doing it so that they'll be good like I am. Are they better? Because, you know, they do want to get, you know, sort of addiction help for, say, someone using heroin. 
Um, and but it's usually very misguided. It's it's it comes down to you know they they have to you know take this methadone and 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 be checked on all the time and monitored so that they can stop doing the heroin, which is just awful. It doesn't work. Um, you know, as opposed to well, they seem to be doing okay if they've got X amount of heroin. So here you have here's some and here's a needle, and come back tomorrow and we'll give you some more. Uh, we can't do that. You know, which would end the heroin trade overnight, right? Um, and it would pretty much end overdose deaths. It would end new addictions because nobody's got it to sell on the street. If they if if they're not going to make any money, they're not going to sell it. Um, you know, they'll still be selling cocaine or whatever because we're probably not going to give people cocaine, even though we should. Because uh, God, I could use some right now. Um, <laughs> he said, God, I haven't done cocaine. Well, when was the last time? I, probably 2000 and... Two, uh, two, uh, last time... No, no. Time, a couple of times before last, when I was in New Orleans, a friend of mine got a little bit, and we, we sat around and just talked for fucking six hours, um, which is... I, you know, that's that's what cocaine's good for. That and cleaning. Um which, like I said, boy, I could use some of that shit right now. Um, I don't, I don't, I fucking, I, I never really liked cocaine. I, did you ever try it? Nope. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, I, it's kind of okay. Uh, the one time I've really enjoyed it, it was some Peruvian flake that was this sort of like yellow, uh, I don't know, it was wild. You, I, you take a little bitty piece of it and start chopping on it, and all of a sudden you got this giant fucking caterpillar-sized line sitting there, and you're just like, "Man, that was the head of a size of the head of a pin, and now it's like you know an, an inch long and and you know two millimeters wide, um, and just fucking sends you straight to the moon, and real gentle come down on the on the back end of it, and none of the sort of gritty shit and burning nose, and it was. Um, I've, I suddenly understood why, why people would get hooked on it um, when I when I tried that because it was fucking brilliant. But I, you just you'll, you're never going to find that. I mean, unless you've got a fucking butt ton of m- money, you're never going to get your hands on that kind of shit. Um, what were we saying? Uh, well, you yeah, were drug, drug me addiction. A I, about I just I just don't. Yeah, I just don't think that uh, um, the. Uh, that, that, like I said, I just don't think it's that conscious. The desire for for punishment, etc., is is it's not only uh, conscious; it's it's perpetual. It's this constant that your whole adult life is built around being a good person, not a bad person, being better than the other person. And and the the, the to go back to your point about uh, uh, heroin and well, we need to help people and get them off of this stuff. Well, I would bring up uh, alcohol. Like, how come we can't approach uh, other drug addictions like we approach alcoholism? I mean, nobody says we need to punish people who drink too much. They just say, this person needs counseling. They need to go to Alcoholics Anonymous. They need, uh, they, they need to get help so they can, they can uh, quit drinking. The same thing with obesity, and eating disorders. I mean, I think about former Kentucky quarterback Jared Lorenzen, who died at age 38 because he literally ate himself to death. But you don't hear people saying, you're bad because you're overweight. Now, what do those two things have in common? 
the majority of Americans like to guzzle their alcohol, and the majority of Americans are overweight, if not obese. Right, so if it's if it's something if it's a characteristic that I have, well, I mean, I drink, so I, I'm not going to turn around no, and say to people, I, man, "Dude, there's a lot of shaming of people that are fat, lots of it, and and especially people that I'm are extremely obese." I'm not talking about shaming. I'm talking about punishment. But that's that's I'm talking about that, those those people suffer. are actually punishing the people that are fat. No, they're not. Not in the sense that I'm talking about, and you know what I mean. I mean, if you want to, if you want to call, if you want to make jokes about uh, potheads and shame people for smoking weed, and it's legal, who cares, right? I mean, compared to, well, you know, you can't get it, or you know, it's a pain in the ass to get, and there's always this, you know, war on drugs that is uh, hovering around your space. It's a totally different thing. I mean, the, the same thing with alcohol. I mean, there there are plenty of people who. You know, frown upon or or you know don't approve of people drinking, but there isn't this obsession with we have to punish them. Yeah, I think that uh, the fact that that pot is being legalized pretty smoothly across the United States. I mean, it's going a lot faster than yeah, you know, ten oh, years. I don't think it's ten, going fast at all. It's completely. Yeah, see, it's, it's nearly come years, to a ten halt. years ago. Ten years ago, you were like, it'll never happen at all. You're right. You know, and and now there's what twenty seven hundred percent of the things I say because I said that one thing. 20, but you just you just said that you think that it's that it's completely stopped and it's not going to move anymore. And I think you're wrong. And there's you know like well, okay, well, let's look at the facts. I mean, in 2012, two states did it. Two more states did it in 2014. Two more states did it in 2016. Then you had Massachusetts, uh, Vermont, and Maine, and then uh, Michigan and Illinois in the Midwest. And I think Illinois is the most recent one, which uh, did it in 2019 with the shops opening in, in 2020. But if you if you look at it longitudinally, it's uh, it is uh, concentrated toward the beginning. I mean, you go you go from zero to I think eight states in four years from from 2012 to 2016, which uh, were all on the west coast. It's gone from uh, well, you got the three in and New the, England and Colorado, and um, well, Colorado is, is is out west. So and, and now it's spread it's spread to the Midwest with Illinois, um, Ohio has got medical. Um, there's there's Michigan too, uh, there, but there's a whole lot of states that have already made medical marijuana legal. Yes, that, but that's different because in most of those medical places, you know, they it's it's highly restrictive. Um, you a lot of places that have uh, medical, they don't even have any way to get it. They said, "Okay, yeah, it's legal," and then they just turned around and said, "Well, there's no way you can get it." Or they do like they did in Montana, and that was a new administration that was where, Republicans. Where they, where they and, said, um, "They said each caregiver can can have uh, three patients." So you've got a state of you know uh, two million people. That means <laughs> you're going to need you know two million. You have to have like uh, six hundred thousand. Caregivers, and of course, the whole point was, you know, we're just not going to let you do this. So, uh, in terms, and besides, it, it, enough is enough. I mean, we've gotten to the point now where it just needs to be legal. I mean, Canada has done this, so Americans are full of shit when they say they believe in freedom. All freedom means is I'm going to do something. I, you know, I'm not going to do something that somebody else is going to tell me to do. Freedom is I'm not going to wear a mask. Like that's some kind of great achievement in life is I'm I'm such a badass because I'm not going to put a mask on when I go out in public. I mean, it's like saying I'm not going to wear underwear, therefore I have freedom, or I'm not going to wipe my ass. 
when I get done taking a shit because I'm free and you can't make me do it. I mean, or, it's just such a stupid. It's actually a little bit worse it, than that. It's more like I'm going to wipe my ass with my hands and then not clean them. Right, and then stick my hands in your in your mouth, <laughs> and then or, hold or you I'm, down and drool in your mouth while I'm rubbing my shit covered fingers in your mouth. That's pretty. Yeah, I would say that anybody that goes into a store without a mask on, they're they're that. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, it's no, just I, don't, a, it's, I, I I will I, you know I, I will then instantly make an exception to that. It's a, Here, it's a pathological need to see other people suffer, yes, and, and get punished, and, also, and it's I, reinforced by two major cultural factors. One is that there's a, there's a sizable uh, majority that just that that uh, where people keep telling themselves and and one another that this is how it must be, and then there's this other group of people. You could call them Democrats if you wanted to, that don't have any conviction or in no way can forcibly oppose this kind of behavior. I mean, they might make a mild, highly qualified, almost reluctant uh, voice of opposition to it, but they don't really care because deep down, I think even those people think that things should be the way that it is. Everyone's just supposed to get up early, work eight to ten hours a day, constantly have to worry about money and if you want to have an eggnog on christmas eve that's okay but other than that any kind of pleasure or enjoyment is is wrong it makes you a libertine and you should be punished and uh, there just is no sense of of being a human being or having any purpose in life other than seeing at least half of the population suffer and, and be punished and you know what that means dave that means it's going to be another 824 years before anything good ever happens again. Okay. See you then. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Lotus Operandi Podcast. This episode was recorded at the IFPR Studios in Louisville, Kentucky, and the Bad Teacher Studios in Undisclosed Secret Bunker, with Dr. David Overby and Alan Miller. Produced, engineered, edited, and mixed by Alan Miller. Music by the Institute for Psychic Reform. Intro remixed by Hydropod. Please join us again soon for the 208th episode by subscribing to the show wherever you get podcasts. Search for us on Facebook or wherever. A poorly kept webpage with uh, recent episodes is available at psychicreform.com slash mopod. That's psychicreform.com slash mopod. Where you can also find the RSS feed to directly subscribe to the show. Search for Alan Evil on Twitter for weird freeform poetry. But not the Alan Evil that's been suspended. The one that's Big Alan a bunch of numbers. Listen to him uh, reply to the unhinged tweets of our liar-in-chief and the occasional cute animal video. The Mopod gift store is a fictional entity and the products advertised are imaginary. Mopod! Stay safe, wear a mask, and maintain a safe distance from others. Good night.